Podcast, Answer Man, episode number 279. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet released that first episode. There's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends, and taking things to the next level, not just our show, but our entire life is the goal for which I hope to inspire and encourage people to do. And today, I am very excited about this week's personal plug of the week, John Buchanan. Now, some of you who are regular listeners to the podcast Answer Man, you have heard this name before, and you might be thinking, hmm, where did I, yeah, I have heard that name before. Well, you may be thinking of that name because of episode number 274 of Podcast Answer Man. You'll recall, if you listen to that episode, that John was the gentleman who wrote me a very awesome email explaining about how... Uh, coming across podcastanswerman.com was life-changing. It was a life-changing experience in his own life. And I had shared with you that I said, wow, this is amazing. I would love to share this in my podcast and be even better if you'd be willing to record it as audio feedback. And I, if you go back to episode 274, for those of you who are listening to this, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to his audio that he shared in that episode that he gave to me for that episode and my response to it. And you'll understand why many people said, Cliff, I want to know how his journey goes. I, I, I just feel connected to John and what he shared in that feedback and how he said his life has been up until this point and how, you know, I, just, I think he's on, he's on to a, a really awesome journey and I would love to follow his story. That many people. I'm not just. A, I'm not talking just two or three people. I'm talking to probably 15, 20 people. Said Cliff, I want you to tell me. Give us updates with John Buchanan. Tell us what's going on in his life. And again, if you haven't listened to episode 274, go back and then you'll hear the beginning of this. And then today, I want to tell you that John Buchanan now has a podcast online. You can find it. And today's personal plug of the week is Let's Reverse obesity the less it, it's actually the less reverse obesity podcast of course i can't speak today but anyway it's john buchanan go to let's reverse obesity.com and i'm so delighted to tell you that not only has he launched a podcast but uh, john is actually a member of my current podcasting a to z course the one that started here just uh, last week actually and he launched his podcast, Let's Reverse the Obesity, 
before the Podcasting A to Z course started. Uh, You may remember that in the last several episodes of Podcast Answer Man, I've been announcing that uh, one of the things that I'm doing for those who sign up for Podcasting A to Z, I'm giving them full access to all of the training materials before the class starts. So all you do is you register for the course and you immediately get access, even if the course is, you know, six, eight, ten weeks away, that you have full access and now all of a sudden I have students who are launching their shows either before the class starts or even within the first week and this is blowing my mind but here's the deal I listened to his most recent episode episode number two of let's reverse obesity And I'm telling you, this is some pretty inspiring stuff that he's sharing. And it reminds me of my journey of when I started to pursue a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And he's just sharing his journey. I'm telling you, this is going to go somewhere. Keep your eye on it. John Buchanan is my personal plug of the week. Go over there. Let's reverse obesity.com. If you like his show, subscribe to it. Leave him a nice review in iTunes. Give him a five-star rating if you feel like he's worth it. I think he is. And then, my friends, make sure you tell him that you heard about him from the Podcast Answer Man. All right, so we've got a big show planned for you today. And the reason I say big is because we're going to throw the social media segment up here into the front of the show. Now, here's the situation. I want to let you know that um, for probably about 30 or so minutes, I'm going to have a conversation with Eric Fisher about the latest thing that's going on with Facebook, and we're going to probably spend the rest of that 30 or so minutes talking about Twitter. Uh, last week, we we promised you we'd come and tell you about some tools that you can use to manage the number of people that you're following on Twitter to, to get that down to a more manageable level so you can take your relationships a bit deeper rather than broader in this social media space. So if that's interesting to you, then stick around. If you don't want to hear us go on and on for up to maybe even a close to 40 minutes uh, talking about Facebook and Twitter, then you might want to just t- check us out next week. You know, just come back to Podcast Answer Man next week. We'll have some other great content for you. After Eric and I finish talking, I am going to give you an update about my decision to move to a commercial space. So uh, stick around for after this conversation with Eric if you are interested in that. But let's go ahead and turn things over to our social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher. Hey, Eric, I understand that Facebook is extorting your mom. Well, hey, you said it, not me. No, I we came up with that together. We did. Love or hate Facebook's new personal promoted posts. We knew about pages being able to promote posts, and we yeah. talked about that on this show. Yeah, so that um, Facebook is like doing these mafia tactics against brands. It's like, hey, you want your post to be seen? We can make that happen for you. But it's going to cost you. But it's going to cost you. Click this little button down here. Send us a little of your pocket change. Let's shake you down, turn you upside down, get that coinage out of your pockets. And we might just show this to a few more people who have requested to see your information on Facebook. Yeah. So we, we kind of, you know, obviously I was I was totally against this. I I, I, I called Facebook out on this, and, and basically I call it mafia tactics. But, you know, I, I could almost live with it, especially since 
I personally don't have a Facebook page anywhere. I, mm-hmm. I use my personal profile, and I thought that I was protected. But now, all of a sudden, Facebook is extorting my mom. Hey, it, it would be a shame if uh, something were to happen to your Facebook profile. Yeah, it'd be a shame if those pictures of your kids, you know, they just didn't happen to appear in your friends' timelines. That would be not so good. But I can offer you some promotion. <laughs> So basically, anyway, here's the deal. So so now, if I want my mom to be able to see pictures of my kids, I have to pay seven bucks. Is that what's happening these days? It it sure sounds like it. It may not be that drastic, but it could be. I'll be honest, it could be. Here's the thing. They announced that to those in the U.S. and to other 20 countries, you can now pay to make sure your network Never misses a big update in your life, but each promoted post will cost you $7. Yeah, $7 to make sure no one in your network misses this. So hold on. Now, now, okay, if my network is, let's just say my network, and I, and I assume that by your network, and we're talking about personal posts. This yeah, means we're talking that, friends. So we're talking, you know, I have, I don't know, 2,500, I, I, whatever I have. I just have over 2,000. So for $7, I can be 100% certain that 100% of my 2,000 plus followers are going to see that promoted thing. That's what it sounds like. That's what it is. It will show up as a promoted post in your timeline. Interesting. Now, this could be interesting for me if I had something really big that I wanted to make sure that all of those people saw. See, there's the slippery slope. Mm-hmm. You have one great, excellent, awesome piece of content that you've created and you're going to do your normal marketing, but this is just like, this is the cream of the crop stuff that like, this is your best podcast you've ever produced as or your favorite, like you've done a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. I and that. you want everyone to know. Now, to be honest, in that case, I'd say go for it. Well, just do it. Pay the seven bucks. But how does that appear on the flip side to the people that are seeing it? Yeah, exactly. Does it show up with the word sponsored next to it? Because that kind of sound that's it will that screams cheesy. It Uh, it should. I I believe I saw a a screenshot. Yeah. And and so I don't know if I like that. Um, The fact that it's like, wow, Cliff paid to put this here. Seriously. Um, so I don't know if I like that. The, the other thing I don't know if I like is, is even if I have a, a, a one use case scenario where it makes sense to do this, am I just encouraging the extortionist behaviors, uh, and mafia tactics of, of Facebook? I, I think in one sense you are encouraging it. The flip side I'll say is this, that if you were to promote a post and it got tons of engagement, then that actually ups the affinity for all those people towards your regular posts. Okay. So then long-term, it's like throwing a stone into the ocean, and initially there's a huge splash, and then there's a bunch of little ripple waves. Each of those little ripple waves later on are your other posts you don't promote, but you still, more people would pay attention to those or see those as based on their, the fact that they uh, engaged with the one promoted post you did do. Yeah. So there is, I mean, that it, again, slippery slope. 
slippery slope. And here's the question, of course, does this in any way change the amount of people? If I don't, now that they have this paid stuff, does it actually change the number of people who see my post in a negative way if I'm not promoting? And the answer to that question, in my mind, is automatically, hands down, it has to be yes. And the reason why I say this is because, well, okay, you can argue that, well, no, with age rank, they're probably going to keep everything. Well, it is in my opinion at this point that when they introduced edge rank, they introduced edge rank knowing well in advance that they were eventually going to pay people to kind of circumvent edge rank. Mm. So edge rank may have been introduced months and months and months, if not maybe even a year earlier, but they knew before they actually launched EdgeRank that uh, the EdgeRank algorithm that they were going to give people the ability uh, by paying them money to kind of quote unquote get around EdgeRank. Yeah. So in my opinion, the the question about uh, my affinity towards Facebook, my their edge <laughs> their edge rank, their, you know their cliff rank is not so hot right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm not liking this. You know, I didn't mind it when they were doing it to the brands, but when you start doing this to my mom and her pictures, it's like, oh, this is a lovely picture of my granddaughter, and she wants to share it with all of her brothers and sisters on Facebook. And now all of a sudden it's like, do you want to make sure that all of these people see this? All of your brothers and sisters on Facebook and all your other family and relatives, how adorable your grandchild is? Well, give us seven bucks and we'll show everyone. And I think that's just dirty and nasty and it just seems scummy. Yeah, I wonder how long this will go on until there's, I mean, every time Facebook's made a change, there's been... People who said, I'm, I'm gone. See ya. Oh, I didn't say I was going. But, I mean, the I'm people not saying are still you there. Are. I'm, I'm just I'm saying, saying this, this. Let's just put it this way. Uh, the promoted posts is kind of like, you know, having a, a gang kind of uh, starting to come and putting graffitis all graffiti all over the walls of the schools in our neighborhood. This that, that Facebook has been kind of like um, what was that show the with the Stepford Wives or whatever? You know, everything's all nice and hunky dory and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you got the there. Basically, this is what I'm saying. There goes the neighborhood. So we're going to all move over to Google Plus. No, we're not. <laughs> I am moving. If I'm moving anywhere, I'm moving to MySpace. All right. <laughs> the new MySpace. I'm I'm really promoting this stuff. I, I, I think it's going to be awesome. No, seriously, though, I, I I do feel this way. I feel like. You know what I feel like Facebook is becoming? I think it I feel like Facebook is moving towards classmates.com. Wow. Do you remember classmates.com? Yes. It's like, "Hey, remember all those people you went to high school with? Guess what? They're all online and they're a part of this wonderful social network. Matter of fact, 3 of them sent you a personal message. Want to see it?" Click here to give us your credit card. <laughs> hey, because that's the next step is being that, that then they will force you to pay to see other people's stuff. Not for, not for you to just be able to post. You want to. Oh, you want the You'll details. Pay to post you want the, the details one. of that GSPN meetup. That's a Facebook event. Three dollars and we'll let you see all the details. 
Yeah, I, I I know it may seem like I'm over exaggerating, but I don't know. Facebook's a public company now; they're they're hurting to make some money. And yeah. App.net's looking a lot. Well, you said MySpace, but App.net's looking a little bit more friendly. Hey, speaking of App.net, which I I'm still not a member of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you see that Tapbots? I did. I was so anxious. I was like, oh, I want to get that, but I'm not on that network. <laughs> I know. I want TapBots for app.net. Uh, but basically, it's TweetBot for app.net. It's basically the same program, but written for app.net. And I think that is awesome stuff. And they won't have to deal with Twitter's API stuff. <laughs> yeah. that Which is nice. So, hey. You know, something like that. Of course, the thing is, is for app.net to work, I really believe that they need a free option. I, they, they need to be able to get because here's the deal. I don't mind paying for myself and stuff like that. But, you know, I want my wife and I want my kids on it. I don't have I don't want to have to pay an annual subscription for them every year. Yeah. And they're not going to use certain advanced features. You know, they just want to be able to post an update. You need to have like a family tier option. Yeah. For that. So anyway. Anyway. So, so what we promise, did we, are we done with Facebook? Yeah, we're done with Facebook. I just want, I, it was. A, and I don't mean like done with the face, oh. using Facebook. I'm done saying done with talking about it. Yeah, we're still using Facebook. Okay. Um, you know, it, you can still get around without thugs beating you upside the head. But it's. I mean, where else are we going to argue about Fitbit steps? Exactly. So, hey, here's the deal. Um, you know, just just make sure that when you're when you're online on Facebook, you know, just stay in the neighborhoods that are well lit. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't wander off. Don't wander off into those. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. So, hey, last week we we told folks that we were going to give them some tools about how to manage your Twitter account. A couple episodes ago, I shared with folks um, something that I was actually kind of worried about sharing, honestly. Uh, I, I shared my new Twitter strategy, the fact that I'm looking to you know, reduce the amount of distraction when I sign into Twitter on the on the actual website and, you know, and, and all of these other things. So I reduced the number of people that I follow to well under 100 fo- people that I follow. And mm-hmm. I used to follow a lot. I used to follow, at one point I was following like 2,000 some odd people and, and stuff like that. But now I'm down to, as of right now, this very moment, I'm down to 90 and I kind of hover right around in that area. And, and I'm I'm at 133. You're at 133. So you're right around that, um, w- the Dunbar number. And yes. I don't remember what episode that was when we talked about the Dunbar number and stuff. Two, two or three back. It's like 76, 75, 76, something like that. Yeah. So we talked about the reason why. 270, should say. Yeah. So um, here's, the, here's the situation, Eric. I probably only, after announcing this to the world... I only lost about 10, maybe 15 followers on Twitter who must have heard that and said, well, if Cliff's not following me, why am I following him? You know, he's not, he's definitely not in my top 100, which I'm totally cool with. That's no problem at all. I thought I was going to lose about a thousand when I announced it. Right. But I didn't. I lost about 10 or 15 people. And by the way, I've gained every bit of that back. So I'm hovering right around 9,000 followers still. So we're all good there. Um, and surprisingly, do you know what people said? That is the greatest idea in the world. Why didn't I think about that? 
I I follow 2000 people or I follow 20,000 people mm-hmm. and I can't keep up. I I you know what? I want to go down to 100. I want to I want to find my most most important 100 or my most important 150 or 250. Uh they they want to really connect at a deeper level with a smaller group of people that they genuinely want to follow that they realize that they've been mindlessly uh returning a favor by just clicking the you know the follow button and return and they've decided you know what I want to do that how do we do that so Eric we've got some tools that you and I have both both made use of over the years we used to talk about this stuff in social media serenity uh, which one do you want to start off with we have three main tools to help people well, let's see here I, I think the most useful one because it points out dodgy behavior okay. Well, that's probably where you'd start is Twit Cleaner. Yes. So you would go to thetwitcleaner.com. All right. So thetwitcleaner.com. And you basically will go in and it, you'll allow it to connect to via Twitter. Uh, so make sure that you're signed into your Twitter account. Especially you need to be signed on to the one that you want to clean. Yes. And be aware this will make you... Follow Twit Cleaner on Twitter, but it's only because they want to be able to DM you when your um, report is run. Yeah, and it's and you can unfollow them again. I mean, you run this once, and you're probably good for months. Well, actually, depending. Well, there's there's one thing I'm going to say. There's two things. You're 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 right. Once you're finished using the service, now another thing. Not only are they going to make you follow them so that they can send you a direct message when your report's ready for you to look at. Also, you will have to authorize them to access your account. So just know that that's coming as well. Uh, so once you're finished using Twit Cleaner, you can go in and unfollow them, as Eric said. You can also go into your settings on Twitter. So I'm actually going to go there right now. You click on the little gear icon, and then you click on settings. And then over on the left-hand side, you would click on apps. And then you can revoke access mm, yeah. to those apps. In fact, I encourage you to go do this right now. Uh, just, just first and foremost, go in and and cl- go to settings in Twitter and look at your apps and see if there's anything in there that seems dodgier. Uh, something you may have given authorization to a long time ago that certainly doesn't need to have access today, and just revoke anything that doesn't have to be there. Okay, it's a freebie. So, there you go. So the Twit Cleaner, we're there. We we give it authorization, and it DMs us. It tells us that our our report is ready to go. Tell us, Eric, what is it going to tell us? Well. It's going to go by a bunch of, a bunch of different uh, categories, and it will tell you, you know, potentially do- dodgy behavior. It'll say app spam, for example. Like, here's the thing. I've run this lately, and there's only two people now that are in there. Um, the two that I'm seeing right now is more than 50% app spam, which means that their tweets are coming from Paperly, ugh, Foursquare, Blip.fm, etc. Like, Social apps that aren't actual social apps. They're, well, like, that's harsh, but whatever. They're, they're, they're potentially spammy social apps, I should say. Right. Stuff we've talked out, aga- been aga- out about against before. Jeez. And, um, you know, so it's like, hey, this, the, the, it, it will tell you so and so and so and so tweet where they're at on Foursquare, like, all the time. Do you yeah. really want to follow them? 
Yeah. It, so there, it, and it just seems like all these are like paperly. You know, it's an overuse of paperly. It's an overuse. Yes. You know, they're constantly. Matter, matter of fact, some here, here's some potentially dodgy behavior. It says nothing but links. You know, here's a yes. list of the people who do hardly do anything on Twitter except for just hammer with you with links, links back to their stuff, links back or to the stories. Same links over and over is another one. Yes. What are some other ones? Because my my report's pretty. By the way, yeah. my report used to be huge. Right now, three of the eighty nine people you follow are potentially garbage. Is what it says. Yeah, I have two, um, and one is app spam, and the other is hardly follow anyone, which is people that follow back fewer than ten percent of those who follow them. Which we'd follow, we'd fall in that category. For anybody that's running this, that uh, that uh, is following us. And they run this report. You and I will show up in that category. That's exactly of hardly follow anyone. Exactly, that will show up. We will show up in that category. And that you know what? That could be a reason for you to say, you know what? Hey, if these people hardly follow anybody, that's of course the thing is, is just know this: if you're you're going to show up in that list for the people who <laughs> run it for you from now on, if you right. if you follow our method. But yeah, so there's and there's one that says doesn't interact with anyone. You know, so there, there's somebody that I follow that, that, you know, pretty much all his posts are is just posting to his YouTube videos. But the thing is, is this person has amazing content that I really do care about. And so if he's got a link to a video, then I chose, he's one of my 90 people that I'm following. I chose to follow him and I know that this is the type of content he puts on there. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally down with that. And by the way, Eric, even though, you are one of the people it, it's still not telling me that uh you're in the hardly follow anybody category. oh weird the other cool so basically there there's a lot of things I, I can't remember what all the other categories were but uh what's really nice is that you can just hover your mouse and drag and drop over those things and you'll see the little no sign kind of go over their avatar and then there's this little button that you'll have and it'll give you the ability to um, unfollow those people and it'll tell you you now and you can do up to 500 unfollows per day using twit cleaner so that's you can only so if you're if you're following 20,000 you're going to want to leave twit cleaner authorized for your account for more than just the day it'll probably it may take you and this it literally it took me about two weeks of randomly going into these services that we're talking about to finally clean up my Twitter account to have what I want. But it, this beats going through your following list and you know the the list of people and just manually doing this. Yeah, it really it really pulls the highest offenders out. Exactly. And that's really who you're going to look at first anyway. So, yeah. And so the other thing here is when you're on the Twit Cleaner, one of the things you can do is click the little button that says how do I link for how do I look for others, and uh, I'm gonna say it, basically I just did this and says you're awesome keep being your wonderful self you don't appear to be on anyone's reports, and then it says tips for improvement not very much to improve here you're basically already pretty great you're following you you're following fewer than ten percent of the people that uh, the people that following you, uh, so it is telling me that but it's still not putting me on a report it says. Yeah. So that's interesting. Probably based on that's what it, that's exactly what it says for me too, so. Cool. So we're not on people's lists. 
I think it's that we're overall good enough. I think so. And and that is really the the person who created this. Uh, you can read the about page and stuff like that. And and it's just it, you can just it, matter matter of fact, it's very short. He says, "Listen, I wrote the Twit Cleaner because I got sick of all the garbage on Twitter. Not just spammers, but bores, yabbermouths, people who never replied, and so on." I had a smaller list. When I had a smaller list, it was common for one person to tweet so much they flooded everyone else off of my page. Then I tried some auto follow scripts, keyword searching, and that kind of thing. They found some great people, but the amount of noise skyrocketed. Finding and removing spammers and annoyances one at a time just isn't practical. Who has time for that? For me, S.I. Dawson, I'm. I, I'm on Twitter to meet awesome people, but I couldn't see who they were because there was so much junk, and thus Twix, Twit Cleaner was born. The thing I've realized is if you're here for business, you're in the same boat. The Twitter list is more focused and a full, let's see, a Twitter list that is more focused and full of people that are genuinely interested in what you do is worth significantly more than a large list full of junk. Fortunately, this is starting to be recognized by influence measurers such as Clout, who rank you higher based on the relevance of your followers and following. I am always happy to hear back suggestions, either email or DM me. Uh, if you'd like to discuss any other Twitter-related projects, feel free to drop me a line. Anyway, I I love the 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 fact that this person he's got his picture on there. He's like, listen, this is who I am. This is why I created this. And I am totally on board with him. And I highly recommend Twit Cleaner at thetwitcleaner.com. Awesome. So here's the thing, though, Eric. One of the things I ran into is like, I'm limited to 500 people today. But I'd really like to be able to get rid of up to 1,000 today. Mm. You know, get, you know, it'd be nice to go through 1,000 a day to clean yeah. up. So well, is there an other services that kind of do something similar? Yes, and and before we go there, which if you want to head over to manageflitter.com while I say this, the reason there's a limit there is because you might be tagged by Twitter for dodgy behavior by them if you start rapidly unfollowing and following people. Yes. So that's why uh, TwitCleaner, when you mark people to unfollow, it will unfollow them the safe way, intermittently. Yes. For that 500 for the day. So it doesn't make you appear shady. Yeah. So manageflitter.com, which I have no idea why that name well, well, it's, is it's, that it's name. Kinda, it, they, I, I think that they didn't want, you're not allowed to put Twitter in True. your domain because of the trademark. So manage flitter, you know, it, it, you know the, the flittering of a bird's wings. I don't know. But anyway, it, it is what it is. It's manageflitter, F-L-I-T-T-E-R.com. Yes. So you go there, you authorize it, give it access, blah, 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 runs a report. And this service is kind of like the other one, but uh, slightly different. How, how would you um, describe this one, Eric? A Co- couple other details about this one is, I mean, it starts right off with showing you who's not following you back. And if that's an important uh, key factor in who you're following or not, again, if you're following us and we're not following you back, we're going to show up here. Yes. And so, you know, you do what you must. But then the next one is no profile image. So that can kind of show. I mean, if you've not gone through your Twitter following for a while and you've just been in a follow any, anything that moves and follows you 
spam included, or newbies or people that don't use Twitter at all, and they've got no profile image. I mean, somebody who's not taking Twitter seriously or never really gave it a chance has no profile image. Anybody who's legitimately using Twitter the right way, or at least were at one point, has a Twitter image, not the little egg. So this will show you all the people you're following that have just that egg, and you can knock them out. Can I ask you something, Eric? Sure. Have you ever noticed this? And I noticed this very directly. I mean, it it stands out like a super sore thumb. But uh, I don't know about you, but I recognize very clearly that when I go in and and look at these services, and especially when I look at the number of people that I'm following, when I'm telling people about this, because you know I'm working with coaching, consulting clients, podcasting A to Z students, and stuff like that, and and we talk about these in our group coaching calls and all this stuff. And it's like, wait a second. Earlier today, I was at 85. I was following 85 people. Today, or you know, just an hour or two later, I'm following 86 people. And I didn't follow anybody new. Have you ever noticed that now that you're at this lower number? Um, No, actually, as far as who I'm following? Yes. I've not seen that happen yet. Uh-huh. I get about one to three per week where all of a sudden I just happened to be following somebody new that I personally did not follow. Interesting. Yeah, I've not had that happen. About three a week. And I believe what's going on, Eric, and, and I've heard about this before, there are hacks out there that will go in and trick Twitter's API and stuff like that where they can manually make you follow them. I have heard of that at one point. And I, a matter of fact, I'm looking at the, because it says right here, your unfollow has been processed. And then it shows me, you know, uh, people on here. Like, for example, there's this, there's, it says I'm following this person called DG and it's not DG Hollams. And it's at winger321. And it says it is the 89th person that I followed. Remember, I told you that I'm at 90 yeah. right now. Number, by the way, number 90 was the Twit Cleaner. I figured that. 89 is Winger321, who basically, base, guess what? They have no Twit. They have no tweets anywhere. And I'd never heard of this person, and yet I'm following them. And that's exactly what I'm telling you. There, there's, there are some way somehow that people are getting into my. I, I'm looking here. I see. I just, I just deleted one. And I'm getting ready to delete two more. So, you know, I was wondering, huh. how did I get to 90? I'm, and, yeah. And uh, I, I can tell you right now, I'm unfollowing a couple more here. And so, yeah, I should automatically, let me just hit refresh. Uh, and I'm already down to 87 now. And of course, uh, I can delete the the Twit Cleaner here in just a moment. But so, so that's what I'm saying. I don't... Guys, keep a keep an eye out on for, for that, and and you really do want to watch it because if these people do get in, and maybe it's you know the higher up you get in the number of people that you have following yeah. you and stuff like that, you become a target. You become a target, but th- this can have some dangerous stuff. I mean, well, dangerous in that number one, it can change your influence scores if that's important to you, which is not so much for me. But what it, what bothers me the most is, and this is how this first came to my attention, Eric. I started getting direct messages from mm. people that I wasn't following. Yeah. That's how I realized this was happening. And and we're going to talk about DMs in just a moment. But anyway, so going back to this. So basically, it starts off with not following back. Then there's no profile image. Yes. And then there's this thing called fake following. 
Yeah, it's, it'll let you know, hey, you're following spam accounts, which this is actually a pretty new feature. Luckily, I'm not following any spam accounts because I've been pruning for a while. Yep. So... And then there's the high ratio, uh, which basically does it does it give you a description what high ratio is? You follow. I'm following. I have 39 people in that. It says you follow 39 people who follow more people than than are following them. Oh, okay. So, so they, it's that flipped ratio. So this is basically what this indicates is oftentimes either number one somebody that's rather new to the Twitter. So it's it's pretty it's pretty you know, acceptable. I mean, I, I, matter of fact, I see a couple of my own children <laughs> on here uh, who follow more people than than follow them. And that's because they have private accounts and stuff like that. But they're still very interested in some of the people in our community. So they do follow what's going on with them. Um, and, and so that's the case. But however, have you ever seen somebody where they follow 41,000 people and 38,000 po- follow them back? Well, yeah, what's going on there is those people are literally going in following, assuming for follows. Exactly. They're assuming that people are going to do that cursory. Yeah, I'll I'll give you a follow back. Mm -hmm. And and then oftentimes what they'll do is they'll wait and they'll use these services to go in and unfollow the people who didn't follow them back. And the reason I know that is because I used to be one of those crazy people that tried to do that back in the days. Yes, it's a confession. I, I did some really weird stuff um, back in the day. <laughs> we won't go back to college, yes. but we'll at least say even in the early days of my my Twitter usage, I, I tried to do some stuff and it, it's not worth it. It, yeah. it all pans out to be nothing. All right. So then you have inactive. Yes. Which this will tell you if anybody you're following has not tweeted in 30 days. Yeah, and, and you can actually, oh, there's a pro version where you can actually change that to like higher than 30. But I mean, if you're if you're following people that haven't tweeted in 30 days, like are they really using Twitter mm-hmm. like a whole month without one single tweet? Yeah. And and I see some people here. Um, I still follow, you know, David Foster, who passed away on April 1st of this year. Um, you know, I, I do see my son and, and I see my son and one of my daughters on this list. You know, I'm not going to unfollow them. I'm sure they'll tweet from time to time. I, I am surprised, and I won't mention the person's name, but I see an I see a previous uh, podcasting A to Z student and somebody who often frequents our live shows, and I'm surprised to see that, you know, this person's not on Twitter in the last 30 days, but, you know, I'm sure thing, they'll be back. And then I've got one other person that it kind of blows me in my, my mind, but uh, it looks like September 4th was the last time they, that he tweeted. So yeah, th- but anyway, that those are all good people. But this does help you. It's like, and matter of fact, this was one of the determining factors of who do I delete, you know? And this this made it super easy. It's like, listen, you haven't used this thing in thirty days. Chances are, it's not all that important to you. You probably won't care if I'm not following you anymore. Right. And then talkative. Ugh. See, this is one of the ones where it can show you. And I'm uh, see, I'm following eighty people who tweet more than five times per day. And I'll tell you this, I tweet more than five times per day on average. Well, and so, and I, I wonder, is that one that you can change that as well, that 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 number if you become one of their pro members? Uh, it looks like you can exclude people you've followed in the past and then it change, and it change you can change the variable of day. But it doesn't say, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't look like you can change the amount of tweeting they do in a day as a variable. So. Right, okay. 
Well, but, but still, still, more than five a day is a lot. Uh, and out of the people that I follow, um, I think I had, you know, 30 people who tweet more. And you're, by the way, you're in this list. Oh, I know I would be in that list. But I mean, five times a day, even if I was just tweeting the same thing, there's chances are I would tweet that five times a day and still people wouldn't see it. Yeah. So, and that's not to say it's justifiable, but at the same time, it's like how many, I, what I'm curious about is if they're counting back and forth, you know, say, say you and I talk for five minutes on Twitter, going back with one tweet every 30 seconds to a minute and we hit both hit five tweets. Do we suddenly now become talkative? Yeah. You know, I, so, you know, and that's something you have to kind of manage for yourself. I mean, I do think that five tweets a day is, you know, that's that filter is not that nice. Uh, I would love to see that change, you know, more than 10 times a day or more. Yeah, than I would 15. say more than 10 to 15 is where I would draw the line. Yeah. Personally, five a day is not that big of a deal. That That's, you know, that's a morning tweet. That's a lunch. You know, that's what I'm eating for breakfast. That's what I'm eating for lunch. This is what right. I'm having for my snack. This is what I'm having for dinner. And by the way, I had an amazing day today. Well, you know, that's that's five. That's enough. More right. Than, more than five is pretty talkative. Yep. Okay. Telling you. Fair enough. Five is a little bit. Too low, I think. All right. What about quiet people? Those are the ones who tweet less than one time. Tweet per day. less than once a day. And again, that's borderline. I would say if they're truly important and in that one tweet a day, they're tweeting gold, I'm still gonna follow them. Yeah. But this may count this may show you who maybe hasn't tweeted in the past thirty days. Or whatever, but it'll show you, oh, in the past 30 days, they tweet maybe once a day only, and that's it. This kind of, I mean, again, it's corralling these different characteristics or behaviors into manageable groups, things you can look at and say, wow, I didn't know they were only tweeting like once a day. And then you look at them and say, oh, well, their content's good, or oh, well, yeah, maybe I don't need to. So anyway. So anyway, that that's manage flitter. Uh, it, it's definitely helpful for you know unfollowing you know some dodgy behavior behavior there and stuff like that. Between those two, I, I here's the thing: you're going to run into limits if you have thousand you know a thousand yeah. you know, thousands of people you follow, um, and so you're going to run out of maximum number of tweets. And and there's with manage flitter, you can actually increase it by becoming a pro user and stuff like that. I don't recommend it. Yeah, just. Do a first initial pass with Twit Cleaner first because that's going to pull out the most dodgy behavior. And yeah. then see where you sit. Come back to that one again, maybe, and then move over to Manage Flitter. Yeah. And I, my personal opinion. Yeah. And then, and then give it a day or two and then come back and run these again. And, and, and until you finally get to the place where you personally want to be. And Eric, I can honestly say that with, you know, under 100 people, Twitter has become enjoyable. And here's the cool thing is that I now am able to go through, I, I check my, I pull out TweetBot on my phone probably three times a day. And I can say that most, most days I see every single tweet that all of the people that I follow tweet. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I may not read all, read them all, 
but I do see them all. And 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 it it's amazing what jumps out to me and what and and the interaction that I have and it it has definitely improved my Twitter experience. And yeah, definitely. And and it, and if you know I'm reading Seth Godin's book Tribes and he talks about the fact that you know for you know for there's this argument that for an artist or you know a small business person or something like that for somebody with a small brand for them to survive you can do that with what they call just 1000 true fans and he talks about a true fan versus a casual fan a true fan is one of those people who will cross the street to come over to your side to buy from you a true fan is somebody who instead of just coming to hear you speak is going to bring a friend with them a true fan is somebody who's going to invest a little bit more a little bit more money with you to buy your product instead of uh, you know the other product somewhere else they'll spend a little bit more money with you because they know like and care about you and your work and what you're doing and and how do you become true fa- how do you gain these relationships where people become true fans it's by having genuine relationships and and caring for people and and when they see that they see that engagement it's like wow i i that that's some good stuff yeah Anyway, so uh, one other thing on Twitter since we're on this, and then I think uh, we can say we've pretty much wrapped this one up. Uh, DMs. So if you've been following thousands of people, chances are, and, and if you're a huge fan of this thing called Inbox Zero, I know I am, uh, then chances are you have this, this other inbox called your Twitter di- direct message inbox. And I'm going right now, where is the DMs? Where'd they move it to on the web interface? Is it under um, the, you go to no, it's under the uh, the gear. You go to the gear and then direct messages. Oh, there they are. I'm look. Matter of fact, I get this in in my direct message inbox, and I do consider it my inbox. I have one direct message. It's from the Twit Cleaner, and I'm deleting it now. So I'm now at zero direct messages. I have nothing in my DM box. And uh, that's the way I like it. I like it. And that way, if a direct message does come in, guess what? It gets my attention. I do prefer email if anybody's listening. Just saying. Uh, but the cool thing is... DMing is, you now. <laughs> I, do, I can tell you this. I, I, you know, I've limited the people who have access to put anything in that inbox. Mm-hmm. To, and I just refreshed 86 people. <laughs> I've cleaned out my my Twitter follower list. So so, but what if you have? I used I, when I had thousands of people that I follow. I was just inundated. There's just no way. It's just like I just want to declare DM bankruptcy. You know, I just want to clear it all out. How do you do it, Eric? You've had conversations back and forth with one person. You know, for the last two weeks, it's been this ongoing thing. There are 38 direct messages back and forth. With the web interface, you delete them one by one by one by one, mm. and, and it sometimes takes, it doesn't take. Sometimes it doesn't take. Uh, how do you? You know, what service can we use? What is there for us? DMcleaner.com, and literally all you do is you authorize it, and then you can click delete all DMs, or delete all sent, or delete all received, or even delete only DMs of people that you've blocked or for specific users or even based on date or words. So if you're not wanting to explode and clear it all out and compare, you know, declare DM bankruptcy like Cliff, um, you can at least just clean it out based on 
categories or specific variables. Well, there you go, my friends. I know that this is the podcast answer man and not necessarily social media serenity. Although, you know, this is a this is stuff that Eric and I have covered in a you know the old social media serenity podcast that we used to do together. Uh, but this is something that most every podcaster I know is using social media. And so that's why we're, we feel like it's important to come here and bring to you this social media segment. So hopefully this information about Facebook and at least our opinions of, of the direction Facebook's going, you know, the up and coming totally awesome new MySpace. Uh, and, <laughs> and of course, how can you better manage the the people you follow on Twitter uh, hopefully this has been extremely valuable information to you. If you, if it is, please let us know in the comments section. Head over to podcastanswerman.com forward slash 279, podcastanswerman.com slash 279. And if you want to recommend a tweet uh, for this post, if you want to share it out on Twitter, how about Facebook extorted your mom? <laughs> Eric, thank you so much. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. All right, my friends, we are going to move on to just a few other uh, topics. We'll keep this uh, show certainly under an hour today, which is pretty good. Um, let's see here. The next thing I want to bring up here is the feed burner thing. Just one quick little thing that I noticed on Twitter today. Pat Flynn had sent a tweet to a dom- or about a domain called pleasedontkillfeedburner.com. If nothing else, it's at least funny. Uh, it is, uh, you know, something that's worth reading. Obviously, I've shared my thoughts on the future of FeedBurner, uh, both in a blog post and in a podcast episode. You just need to look at, uh, I think it's uh, podcastanswerman.com slash feedburnerfuture, I believe. Let me just look real quick. Feedburner Future. That's my blog post. And then, of course, I believe it was uh, last week's episode, uh, episode number 278, where I talked about the FeedBurner fear fiasco. I still have not changed my opinions. My opinions are pretty strong that everything's okay for now. But I do love whatever this person has put on here. It, it is great stuff. Very funny. Uh, and I think probably will get the attention of at least one person over at Google. Uh, and it's a letter to Google. It's please don't kill feedburner.com. I encourage you to spread the word. In fact, they give you a couple uh tweets that you you could use on Twitter and use the hashtag, please don't kill FeedBurner. Uh, my favorite one is the number one, Google, please keep FeedBurner alive and I'll start using Google+. Plus. By the way, the rest of this episode is pretty much personal stuff. So I've given you all the, you know, we did a big, huge social media segment today because we had promised that we'd give you some tools to manage those followers. But I want to give you an update on uh, the commercial space idea. Remember a couple episodes back, and I'm going to see if I can find that for you, the episode number. It was episode 276, when taking things to the next level is beyond your comfort zone. The idea is Stephanie and I were thinking about potentially buying a commercial uh, building that we would build a studio in. And, and you know, we have all kinds of amazing reasons why we thought that might be a good idea, the things, the benefits and the drawbacks, we kind of looked at those things, and and I let it sit on my mind for several weeks, and I've come to an ultimate decision, and the decision is that although there are many of my trusted advisors who say, absolutely, hands down, go for it. This is the next right step for you and where you're going. 
And I, I certainly have had no shortage of people that I trust and that I respect very highly who have said, go for it. But when it comes down to it, I still have to follow what my gut instinct is. And I'm telling you, and, and my fear was that it was fear that was keeping me from wanting to make that bold step. But it's not. Uh, there are some very real reasons why I've chosen not to. So here's kind of, you know, I've had several people email me and stuff like that. And this is kind of the feedback that I've been given. So the thing is, is, you know, I'm here, I'm working out of my home. You know, is the space limited? Does it keep me from doing some of the bigger projects that I might do? Yeah. But I'm still involved in some things. I'm getting ready to enter into the world of public speaking. Do I, you know, there, there, there's an income stream that I've not even really tapped into that source yet. And to increase my income from public speaking is not going to require new space. Uh, There are already an unbelievable list of tutorial products and webinars that I could produce that I have not yet produced. I have there's so much potential there that does not require a new commercial space. Um, and and just so many, I could go on and on and on. You know, I've got podcasting A to Z. That's going amazing. Uh, and, you know, I could come up with a, you know, the next step, you know, taking the podcasting stuff to the next, the group training to the next level uh, and having people who have already been through podcasting A to Z, you know, have that next uh, four week training program that is that is focused on, you know, next level stuff. So there's so much opportunity that doesn't require a new space. And not to mention the fact that my current products and offerings that I, I, I still, I, I have a ton of recommendations on how I can improve the look and feel of, of my site, creating product pages, uh, creating better sales copy and stuff like that, that that still is very much not, in a very much void of the hard sell, but still better than just saying, here's a list of products that I have. Um, There's so much that I could do that, you know, easily I could spend the next two years without massively increasing my overhead and I could double, if not triple, my income over the next two to three years right from the room I'm already in. Here's the deal. I've discerned that I am not going out and buying a commercial building. I'm not building the big video studio and and all of the live streaming network and and stuff like that. Are those are there some real potentials there? Yes. Uh, the other thing that I really like is the fact that you know I you know my wife and I have worked hard to get to the place where we're debt free minus our mortgage. I'd rather pay off my personal mortgage before I go out and get a commercial mortgage. So I kind of like this idea of debt free living. So yeah, that I've just wanted to give you guys an update. The next big step is maximizing what I have and. And, you know, I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to write a full blog post about this, but the idea is that sometimes you hear go big or go home or dream big or go home. And you know what? I'm still dreaming big. And for now, and and I do stress for now, I'm dreaming big. And for now, I'm going to stay home. That's it. That's my update. And well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Hey, I just want to say, if you haven't done so already, go over to gspn.tv slash awards. I would love 
to have some gspn.tv shows nominated for those awards this year and in fact this may be the year i'm actually going to see if i can't engage my entire community to see if i can't bring them out to vote each of the 15 days i'm so excited that the awards ceremony for the 8th annual podcast awards is going to be hosted at new media expo in january if you want to help me get some awards, uh, or at least get nominated to potentially get some awards, I would love to have you go over to GSPN, that stands for Generally Speaking Production Work, gspn.tv forward slash awards. And that, of course, will give you a list of shows in which categories to put them in there. Now, of course, if you happen to have a podcast that's in one of the categories where I also have a show, take that show out and put yours in. And also, if you happen to know somebody else that has a show that's more deserving of your nomination, certainly put that one in there as well. Of course, if you are not going to go over to gspn.tv awards, but you are going to go nominate some shows... I would love it if you would at least consider putting Podcast Answer Man and PodcastAnswerMan.com down for technology. And also, real quick reminder that the next Podcasting A to Z course is already on the schedule. It will be the last one of 2012. It is going to start on Monday, November 26th. I've already got one person registered, and that person has already received access to every single training tutorial. Matter of fact, that person will probably already have maybe five or six episodes online before the class even starts. You can go to podcastinga2z.com, get registered today, use promo code PAM for Podcast Answer Man in the shopping cart. You will save $100 off of the cost of the course and you will get immediate access to all of those tutorials. I am having a blast with the folks who are in the A to Z course that I've got going on right now, and I've never seen a class that has basically launched so many projects within the first two weeks. It is awesome. Anyway, I would love to work with you. PodcastingA2Z.com, promo code PAM for $100 off, and of course gspn.tv slash awards if you want to nominate some of the gspn.tv shows. God bless you all. Thank you. Hey, take everything that you do, not just your show, but take your entire life and think, what can I do to take this to the next level? That's what it's all about, my friends, growing and moving forward. God bless you. We'll we'll be back again next week. Until then, bye-bye.